Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Always a privilege sitting here for Charlie James. He will be back tomorrow. Got Brandon here with me, Stacy. It's been kind of a rough day with that little darling little girl, that little angel Sadie passing away after that house fire. Uh, our thoughts and our prayers go out to the family. I can't imagine um, how tough that's been. Uh, so there's a lot of, just a tough one. Very, very tough. So, uh, and then it's been a crazy week. Obviously, it's going to be a crazy week in South Carolina with all the crazy stuff going on. So, get to some of that and some of these days you talk about these issues and and you see what people are dealing with the tragedy that they're dealing with in their lives and it, it just feels so shallow to talk about some of these stupid things that are going on politically but but they matter you know so anyway our hearts our prayers go out to Sadie's family right now their brothers and sisters and everything all right so as you all know on Saturday is the primary. Looking here at the uh, polls here, it's kind of funny actually. Let me take a look here. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, insider advantage has Trump at 20, Haley at 38. I'm trying to figure out where Haley gets 38% of anybody. Uh, I'm kind of shocked at that, frankly. South Carolina, the general election, Trump versus Biden is at 45. This is an Emerson poll, Biden 44. Can somebody explain that to me? Text line's always open, by the way, if you'd like to enlighten me. Common Sense Retirement Planning, text line 713077. I'm trying to figure out, and this I was frustrated with during the last election cycle in 2022. I was very upset, and I know there were, I believe, in, in 2020, I believe there were shenanigans that went on in the 2020 election. We know that there were things that happened. Did it rise to the level where Trump would have won the race? I think so, but I can't prove it. I mean, you just have to move on at some point. You just have to say, okay, well, we're just going to move on and work, work harder next time. But then when 2022 rolled around, I kept thinking about the fact that you'd look at these races and you look at these numbers and you can talk about shenanigans all day long, but if it's 45, 44, how is this possible? If it's 85-15, it's harder for them to cheat, right? I was just stunned with the fact that as bad as things were in America, there were still so many Democrats who retained their seats that the voters weren't furious about this and were not voting 85-15 to 15 like they should have been for the conservative side. And here we are. Gas prices out of control. I mean, we, you know, the the world looks like it's on the brink of, you know, going to war. I mean, kind of is in some ways. But, you know, there are so many things that are happening. They, they're going after your appliances. 
energy rates, groceries, rent, so many things are completely out of control. And in looking at the South Carolina general election, Trump versus Biden, it's Trump 45, Biden 44? How? How, how could this be? Is it that many Californians who are moving in to South Carolina? I, I, and I feel bad. I, I do. because I know what it's like being a Vegas native. I know what it's like to have your state destroyed by liberals from other states who have already ruined their cat box and then they want to come into your nice cat box and destroy it. I get it. Believe me, I've lived that movie for decades. And it's not that everybody who comes from California is a liberal. I'm not saying that. But a lot of liberals move to places like the Carolinas, to Texas, to Florida, and then they want to turn it into what they left. It's interesting. Uh, I saw a story a while back about Idaho. Idaho people generally consider to be a pretty uh, conservative state. And one of the reasons that people can afford to live there still, of course, it's expensive if you want to live in Whitefish or some of these places, not Whitefish is in Montana, but if you want to live in some of these really place, nice places like Coeur d'Alene and Idaho, places like that, it's a lot of money. Can't afford it, right? But one of the things that's been concerning to a lot of people up in Idaho, just using them as an example, is the folks who are moving from California, retired firefighters, retired cops, not putting anybody down, God bless you for what you do. But what's happening is these people are retiring from California, taking their $100,000 pensions with them to Idaho, where it's cheaper to live. I mean, it's expensive in some parts of Idaho, but it's still cheaper than, you know, Orange County. So they move up there, and then they run for office, and then they want to make sure that all their firefighter buddies up in Idaho get the same pensions they had in California, which is why no one can afford to live in California. It's one of the many reasons. So that's what they're doing. They're not moving up there and saying, oh, we're so grateful it's cheaper up here. We're going to come up here. We're going to try to replicate what we they don't even understand that people getting $100,000 pensions at taxpayers' expense is one of the reasons no one can afford anything, right? It's a problem. Now, how much of that is happening in South Carolina as far as, you know, people wanting to bring their liberal crap? I, I, I don't know what the actual numbers are. I'm sure it's pretty big. But how could it be? The general election numbers, Trump 45, Biden 40, how can this be? And this is as of Thursday, February 15th. (laughs) Now, in the uh, Emerson poll, 2024 presidential, Republican presidential nomination, Trump gets 77%. Haley gets 13. Okay. I know y'all don't like her. You don't like me talking about her. I get all that. Tomorrow night, as you know, Trump is going to be doing a town hall with Laura Ingram. And apparently some of our listeners got some tickets. Um. But I, I just uh, text her, who in their right mind is voting for Biden? Well, it's not even Biden. It's Biden partially. But it's the whole, you know, the whole agenda. In other words, if it's not Biden, it's going to be Kamala Harris or somebody else. You know, that's the whole thing. It's that whole agenda of the left that wants to tax us through the roof. These people who are laptop liberals who don't have to suffer, the people who make rules that they don't have to live by. You know, they want you to have your gun rights taken away or this or that. Meanwhile, they've got, you know, security and they live behind walls and this and that, but they don't want you to be able to defend yourself. We know what the issues are. I'm just stunned that there would even, it would even be that close. That's frightening to me. Now, when I say frightening, it's not that I think that Trump, the fate of our nation rests in Trump. I don't believe that. Every time there's an election, it's the biggest election in our lifetime. Okay, it's a big deal. 
we need to turn this ship around, no question about that. But as I continue to say, the biggest problem we have is spiritual. We have spiritual issues. And they're not necessarily going to be changed with Trump. And there are people who, who are, you know, churchgoers, Christians, who try to live the best lives they can and keep right with God, who want Trump because they want him as opposed to Biden. And there are other people who want Trump because they just want things to be cheaper and they don't care about changing their lives. And I've had a lot of people over the years say that to me. They'll talk about, well, I'm a, I'm a fiscal conservative, but I'm a social liberal. Mm-mm-mm. Can't be both can't be both because there's a cost associated with not caring about family values and that's something I talk about a lot when I do podcasts on my own show Uh, it's a big deal family values matter because if you don't have uh, a family a solid family structure that's what that's the basis of a nation a strong nation is to have strong families and we need to have policies in place that don't force people to stay married or get married I'm not saying that but we need to have policies in place that encourage families and right now we don't and you say well government doesn't have a role to play well they do because government's not neutral they're never neutral on these issues and they do a lot of things that discourage family I mean, look at welfare <laughs> if the father's in the home they want you know you won't get any money they incentivize you to have babies out of wedlock I just finished reading a book if you're interested uh, Thomas Sowell's new book it's called social justice fallacies I'm a huge fan of Thomas Sowell and uh, you know he was talking about you know as he always does putting out some clarity about you know the black family was far more intact before all these policies in the 60s encouraged women to have kids without dads or encouraged dads to leave the home that that wasn't anywhere near the problem it is now among black americans or white americans or anybody else and the numbers are crazy now of how many kids are being born into a family where people aren't married and the instability is hard on kids. By the way, I saw a story I'm going to share with you when I come back about a guy who grew up in foster care. He's a foster kid who ultimately went to Yale. And he said the two parent families are more important than college. And I'm going to share I've that with that you. I've heard that study too. Yeah, it's a great one. We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Oh, loving the Boston. Oh, yeah. 
I gotta play real music, Heidi. Come on now. This is real music. I know. This love is real this music. Stuff. Yeah, I love this stuff. None of this oops, I no. did it again stuff. Oh, no, no, that's not real music. Uh, by the way, in case you don't know, I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Charlie returns tomorrow. He's just taking the holiday off, and always a privilege for me to be here. At least well, that I feel like it's a privilege for me to be here with y'all on this President's Day when we're looking for a good president. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I guess so. All right, I saw this story the other day, and I saved it. For Charlie James show because I want to share this with you as you may know if you've heard me before I prefer to focus on the social issues more so than anything else because I think the social issues really are at the heart of what's going on spiritual obviously is huge and social issues matter a lot politicians come and go but it seems to me that the culture is you know changing in ways that are I hope not irretrievable but I don't really know I'm hoping not I'm always hopeful for a turnaround but there's a new book out by a guy named Rob Henderson I'm going to read this book I haven't gotten it yet though he went to Yale for undergrad or to PhD at Cambridge. So he's got a, you know, good little resume there. He wrote a book called Troubled, a memoir of foster care, family, and social class. Gave an interview recently where he talked about how he said that uh, I've come to understand that a warm and loving family is worth infinitely more than the money or accomplishments I had hoped might compensate for them. He's written for the Wall Street Journal and is a popular Substack news letter. He's, he has coined the phrase luxury beliefs. He's been kind of credited with that okay and basically these are ideas and opinions that confer status on the upper class while inflicting the cost on the lower class kind of what I was referencing earlier about these people create policy they don't have to live by and they have no idea how they and they don't care how they will affect the people who are actually going to have to abide by them right he was born in LA to a drug addicted mother he was in foster care beginning at age three by the time he was 17 he'd lived in 10 different homes his upbringing was filled with poverty and violence and that will have to see his mother handcuffed as he was shuffled from one foster home to the next. Joined the Air Force at 17, graduated from Yale with a BS in psychology, entered a PhD from Cambridge. Okay, so he's done a lot of incredible things considering where he started. But his point is this. He said, I lived in seven foster homes in L.A. Then I was adopted and lived through a few separations and divorces. So I was in 10 different homes without even counting my birth mother. And the frequent relocations living in her car or her apartments. And I'm um, just skipping through this. Obviously, I'm not reading you the, the article, but just skipping through the parts I highlighted. He said, we focus on poverty and inequality. But actually, if you look at the data, it's instability that's much more likely to predict whether your kid goes to college or not. And it's not even about college. I mean, he's got, you know, a, a nice resume when it comes to college. It's not even about college. It's instability that predicts, that predicts all kinds of things in a child's life. Whether they go to college or not, whether they get married or stay married, whether they can ever have any kind of healthy relationship, all of this goes back to instability that some kids grow up with. He said a kid who lives in extreme unpredictability in his early life is much less likely to go to college than a kid who simply lives in a low-income family. He said, even though I was academically inclined, the level of disorder in my life was weighing me down so that I wasn't in a position to fully exploit my own capabilities and one of the other things he said was when he got to Yale he was in a class and a professor administered an anonymous poll he said of the 20 students in my class because they were asking about backgrounds and things like that he said of the 20 students in my class 18 of them 18 of them have been raised by both of their birth parents 18 out of 20 
Once again, the texters who are asking about this book. I got to get this book. Hold on. Let me get back to. All right. The book is called Troubled, a memoir of foster care, family, and social class. His name is Rob Henderson. I'm not here to sell you books, but I just thought this article was great. So that was an interesting point. So these kids who made it to college, 18 of the 20, have been raised by their birth parents. Big deal. And he said a lot of people who graduate from places like Yale will express the opinion that two, imp- two parents are unimportant for kids and that all families are exactly the same. A lot of people try to say that. It's not true. He said, meanwhile, almost every single one of these elite college graduates were raised by two parents, and they themselves will go on to replicate those same experiences for their kids. Right. Exactly right. Ultimately, he wound up in a two-parent home, and he says that a two-parent home was far more valuable to him than a college degree, the stability of a two-parent home. I agree 100% on that one. Absolutely. Last thing he said, he said, the people who cause suffering or cause difficulties in your life are not going to fix it. Only you can fix the trajectory of your life. He said, once I fully accepted that, things started to turn around for me. Once again, the guy's name is Rob Henderson, and the book's called Troubled. Yeah, I'm going to get this book. And I mean, it just makes so much sense because, you, you know, you look at your life, Brandon, your marriage, you've got your kids, you've got another one on the way. You know, stability is everything. As yes. a child, I slept in the same bed with the same parents. I'm not, not with my parents, but <laughs> in the same home from the time I was born, in my same bed. I never had, was, we were not wealthy, but my dad w- worked. He was successful. He, you know, he worked and, and, and made my mom was able to stay home with us. But I had absolute stability as a young child. Same bed every night, same parents, food, clothes, whatever. You know how many kids don't have that? We didn't Horrifying. have that, unfortunately. You didn't? No, my mom and dad got divorced. So uh, we originally uh, lived in Mobile, Alabama. That's where I'm actually born from. And we moved in 86 to Georgia. And my parents got divorced in 1989. And um, mom started out in Cobb County. uh, And then she moved to Roswell, Georgia. And had to basically restart. My dad started in Cobb County. And then he moved around like... Uh, to four different places in Cobb County, and then so finally, once you, okay, let me, you're, you're losing me here. Oh, once sorry. your parents got divorced, they didn't. They they both were living in in that in Alabama, but they weren't close to no. each other. So we moved from Alabama in 1986 to Georgia, and uh, they got divorced in '89. Um, oh, okay. And um, mom started out in Cobb County, Georgia, and then finished in Roswell, Georgia, where she's at now. Dad was in Cobb County. He moved around quite a bit. He's, he got remarried, and they um, lived in Dallas, Georgia. So that was that was their... their... Did he marry a nice person? Uh, I'm going to plead the Fifth Amendment on that one, please. No, it's important because... <laughs> no, that's important because I know people who've done that. They've married somebody, second marriage or whatever, and that person wasn't nice to their kids, and so, that speaks volumes about them, frankly. My stepmom was nice enough to us, um, but my stepmom um, is a habitual liar, so anything that really comes out of her mouth, you have to take with a grain of salt just because they're she still, she fibs. They're still married? She She's still here, yes. Are they still married? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So, you know, she she's a fibber like no other. So, uh, you know, we've... <laughs> Send we've... her to Congress. That's what we need. That's why we need more people like her. But, you know, when you say stability comes into ha- with a household, too, that is 150% correct. 
because every, look, can I just save you some time, Brandon? Yeah. Every everything I say is one hundred fifty percent correct. Okay, just save yourself the trouble. But the you know, with my girls, you know, with me and Cassie, we work together as a team. Yes. And yes. you know, that's the important part. You know, when I'm not there, Cassie is mommy and daddy. When daddy and mommy are there, it's equal share. Right. And, and when uh, I'm home and Cassie's at work, it's daddy is both mommy and daddy. So you've got to respect both of us. And you know, it really is it makes the world of a difference to have two parents versus one. You have to do that. I mean, my in, in marriage, even if you don't have kids, which I don't, it's always it's supposed to be a cooperative effort. You know, yes. for example, because I did three radio shows today <laughs> in two <laughs> different places. My husband walked the dog, took care of everything so that I could get up at two o'clock this morning and do St. Louis, then go back to bed. And then he made me breakfast and went right back to bed for a couple hours before doing Charlie James show. It's been crazy, but he's handled things at the house. And that's what you call so teamwork. That's right. It's a team. So he's doing what he needs to do so that I can do, uh, you know, what I need to do today. And there are times that, you know, he was out there working very hard in his own business and he comes home, the laundry's done, the dishes are done, the dogs are walked. We work together. Yes. And if you do that, whether you have kids or not, obviously it's important to stay married. But when you look at the whole situation, you, I mean, children raised in instability, it, it just always makes them insecure. Where am I going to have to live next? Who's going to be in my life next? And it just sets you up for, yep. not that you can't overcome it, because you have. Anybody can overcome anything. Do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very difficult. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, people can overcome it. Uh, and you built something different for your kids, which is what you should do. And that's very, very important. And thank God for that. Um, but yeah, we need more of that. That's for sure. All right, quick break. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. You can follow me Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble. Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. Coming right back. Good evening. How you doing? Always a privilege sitting here for Charlie. He returns tomorrow. And tomorrow night, of course, is you don't want to miss Laura Ingram. Going to be in the upstate with President Trump doing that town hall. So that'll be great. If you have tickets, good for you. If you don't, stay home and watch it. All right. Uh, here's a story out of Hilton Head that I wanted to mention because I've actually in the past had a chance. Have you seen, Brandon, the people online? I know you're a busy father of three and soon to be four, but have you seen these people? There's There, there are videos called social catfish or people who've been catfished by some Nigerian scammer. Have you seen any of these videos? No. Okay, well, they're, it's a scary thing. What happens is lonely people, really what it comes down to is lonely people will get on Facebook or something and people will pop up a guy, you know, let's say you're a, a middle-aged woman. That tends to be a lot of the, or a middle-aged guy. Let's let's say you're a middle-aged guy. And some chick will pop up named Svetlana or something from Ukraine, some beautiful girl, 30 years old. Hi, handsome. Okay, it's not her. It's some guy in Nigeria, all right? Mm -hmm. But you think it's her. And the next thing you know, she's working you. And you're dumb enough to think that you could get a girl like that, right? Yeah. Uh, so you could say, yeah, they're stupid. Okay, I get all that. Okay, I understand. There's some people on YouTube, they, they're called Social Catfish. I've actually interviewed them. Very interesting videos they put out where they talk about these people who've been scammed and they look into it and then they find out that the people live in Nigeria 
And that guy that they that this this middle aged woman thought was really hot, who supposedly was working on an oil rig somewhere and asking her for money, really wasn't. Now, there's a reason I tell you all this. Okay, you can look these up yourself, folks. Hilton Head. There was a woman who just died in an extended stay hotel after becoming a victim of a romance scam. All right. So what happened was her, she and her husband lived the high life on Hilton Head until he started showing signs of dementia. With her son living in, I'm quoting this from a WJL, WJCL. With her son living in Atlanta, she became lonely and turned to the internet to fill that void. Okay, so she met some guy, all right? And listen to this. This guy was able, this is how, how it works. They talk to them. They every day, hi, honey, how are you? And you're lonely and you're bored. You sit on the computer and respond to these people. And you think this guy really likes you. They know exactly what to say to you. May not even be a guy sometimes. You don't know who the person is. But they can grab pictures off the internet of anybody, put those up there. And the next thing you know, you think you're talking to that person. It's very scary. Well, here's a perfect example, okay? crazy his name her son's name is ken she made five wire transfers to the scammer that totaled a hundred and seventy thousand dollars oh my god her son said who is this person and she said well i've been meaning to tell you about that i've just met somebody and it's just complicated uh-huh okay she apparently claimed that she met a guy named Martin Erickson online. He claimed to be a wealthy businessman. He said he was in Japan buying a $2 million machine, but he needed another 120000 to ship it back to the States. And these stories are very, very common. You know, I, I have millions of dollars in the bank, and they'll show you a fake bank statement, and then they'll say, but I just need hundred grand to, to get this through customs or whatever. I mean, if you watch these social catfish videos, I highly recommend it. They're really nice people, too. But they, the stuff that they try to help people with is unbelievable. The stories are so consistent because it works. If that line of uh, you know, chat works with somebody, you keep going, right? And some of these people have been scammed more than once. Over the course of months, the text messages between the two detail a disturbing pattern of affection that turns into gaslighting and guilt tripping. Her son said you could not convince her that this person she was talking to was not a real person. He tried everything, the son said. This is the scary part. He tried everything, talking with deputies, attorneys, psychiatrists, even taking her to the doctor for a cognitive test. The doctor pulled me out in the hallway, he said, and said, there's nothing I can do. Mentally, there's nothing wrong with her. She's just making bad decisions. The FBI, a supervisory special agent in the FBI, said we're looking at a multi-billion dollar problem targeting hundreds of thousands of Americans at this point. South Carolina residents, guess how much money they lost to scammers? Oh, I could only imagine. Okay. $8 million say, yeah. so far Ugh. to scammers. And the FBI agent said these are just reported numbers. He said the unreported number, I would think it's much higher. He said the bad guys aren't dumb, they're organized. Right. And I've had them pop in on my show page, my Heidi Harris show page. Mm -hmm. Some guy will pop in and he'll go, hey, beautiful. And I go, hey, how are things in Nigeria? <laughs> now, you shouldn't even respond to them, and I don't do that anymore. But a couple times I've gone, hey, you know. I, and, and there's some guy, most of the time they're a white guy, who has a certain, I don't know how they pick what you, they think you might like or whatever. But I know they're scammers. You don't know who I am. I can tell by the way you talk. Who, I mean, I, by the way, I don't know who you are, so we're not chatting. Anyway, this woman had a $1.5 million house and wound up in an extended stay hotel and ultimately passed away. Mm-hmm. He realized there was nothing more he could do, and he went no contact with his mother after she was moved into a hotel. 
And then he got the call that she'd passed away. So sad. And he said, I'm just going to have to remember the times that were better because the last two years were not things I want to remember. What do you do? You take, you go to an attorney, you go to a psychiatrist, you go to all these people and mom is convinced that this guy who's telling her all the things she wants to hear is real. I mean, this is frightening stuff, guys. It really is. So pay attention. You know, just uh, if you've got friends or family who are telling you. And here's what also happens. When people get caught up in this, a lot of times they don't want to tell their friends and family. Partially because maybe they're not sure that's a legitimate person. That's part of it. Or for whatever reason, they just say, mm, I don't want anybody to know about this special thing that we have going. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that's your, insti- your instincts telling you, you know there's something might be might be off or wrong and you right. want to say, no, it can't be me. It can't be me. That's, no, the exactly. st- that's the issue with a lot of unfortunate people who are getting scammed is it's never going to happen to me. And then it happens to you. And right. now there are some scammers who have gotten incredibly smart with how they're doing it. And they can, oh, yeah. they can mimic certain things. And you're like, that's oh, my God, right. this could be legit. But, you know, you hear the old cliche of... Like the IRS does not call you and threaten that they're going to have the police come get you. They send you a letter. It has been told time and time again. So people unfortunately fall for the IRS um, calling you scams. And it's, 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 it's hard to justify what's right and what's wrong. And then, you know, the things that are going on with the way the world is today, you got to be even more cautious with what you have because it well, can be IRS gone in the blink of a time. Well, yeah, the the way uh, they wait, scams, IRS scams are one thing, but when it's a romance scam and some guy who's 70 years old and lonely, I'm not saying that makes you Methuselah, I'm just saying, okay, you're 70 years old and you, you think it's some hot chick who's 30 years old uh, who lives in Latvia or something is into you, buddy? You really believe that? And if you really and need I've it, seen, they, if they're millionaires and they need to have you send them money to, shi- to ship a product you. over well, oh, to customs, yeah, I, no. Yes, or I, I really want to come. I just need you to send me money for my plane ticket. And then you send it and they never show up. I mean, these stories have a lot of similarities and it's out there. So please be aware, folks, and be aware of what your parents are up to if they're blowing your inheritance on some crazy scammer. That's part of it. All right, coming up, last final moments of the Charlie James Show tonight with me, Heidi Harris. Fitting in? Fill, fitting in? Filling in? I don't know. I get paid to talk? Yeah, I do. Coming right back. Always a privilege sitting in for Charlie James. He returns tomorrow, getting a well-deserved day off. And always thrilled to have Brandon here. We've had Stacy here today, and it's a great crew. You know, it's always my privilege to be here at 989 Word. It really is. And it's a great audience, and you guys are terrific. And I so appreciate your texts and your encouragement. You're always so nice to me. So great. By the way, you can follow me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. Brandon was telling me a story during the break. I wanted you guys to hear about his daughter at a, a grocery store and what somebody tried to do. This is important, Brandon. For yes, there are creeps out there. So always keep a watchful on your kids. We were at a store recently, and um, this guy came around the corner, and Eastland was, my middle child, was trying to go out of the aisle. And he goes, come here, come to me, baby. And I saw it, and I go, uh-uh. <gasps> And okay, wait, no, back, slow that down now. Uh-huh. So back up. So you and, were you there with your wife or just yes, you? Yes, me and my wife. 
Okay, and you got, I know you got three kids, yep. so you, where, was anybody on the cart, or were they just next to the cart? So, the other two were on the cart, Eason wanted to walk, so she was just walking, okay. and got I said, it. uh-uh, and she came to me, well, I went and found okay, the Okay, wait, back up, back up, I want to get this, the picture okay. of this. So, she was kind of next to the cart with you, and then some guy tried to lure her away from yes. you? Yes, and she started to walk a little bit, and then <gasps> I went, uh-uh, and then she wow. stopped instantly, and my wife saw it, and she goes, what was that? And... I, I was like, don't oh. worry about it. And I gave the guy, like, you touched my kid. You're going to feel yeah. the wrath of me now. I found the manager, and I said, there was a guy trying to entice my child to come with him. She it's goes, oh, him. no, no. So she she worded something on the walkie. They shut down, like, the entrance, not letting anybody in or no. out. Oh, good. And uh, I, her and I went and looked for him. I found him. And I, Heidi, when I tell you I, I screamed at this dude, I literally you. was ready to rip this guy's head off. And I said. How old was he? Um, he probably was in his mid thirties and he said it was trying, it was all just a joke. I'm like, it is not just a joke. When you do not understand these are kids, they are easily impressionable and you're trying to take my child. And I said, if you had touched my kid, you would have felt the wrath of God through me right then and there. He got arrested. So so now the cops came. Yep. The cops came. And And what'd they say? So they, they talked to me first to kind of find out what was happening. And, Mm -hmm. um, they talked to him and he tried to play it off as just a joke and blah, blah, blah. And And the cops could see through it. Yeah. And his parents were with him and they're (sighs) like, he never does something like this because he's this. And I'm like, oh no. And, uh, the cop goes, do you want to press charges? And I'm like, I want to do more than just press charges. And they go, (laughs) well, sir, we gotta, we can't let you do that. We'll let us handle it. We got a (laughs) nightstick. They're like, let us handle it. And, uh, yeah, he was arrested. Wow. So keep an eye on your kids at all times. There are some really creeper people out there, y'all. That is terrifying. Texter says, good dad. No kidding. Texter, please tell folks a library is not a safe place to let their child out of their sight as well. I mean, you you never know because these bad people are where any place like that. You know, you you turn your back and anything can happen. Mm -hmm. That is terrifying. Wow. And I, you know, I've, I found a couple of kids at, at, at times in stores crying who've lost their parents. I don't walk four feet with them. I stand right oh, I there stand right there, and, you wait. and make sure that camera sees me. And I say, okay, sweetheart, what, who are you here with? And what are they wearing? I don't grab their hand and go anywhere with them. Nope. I will. Uh, if, I'm, if I see that, I'm like, babe. Let's go find me. I'll stay right here with them. Will you go find the manager That's or right. something? Let's go. I stand right there. I don't move with that kid. I want. And my parents always taught me: if you lose us in a store, stop walking. Because if you're walking and we're walking, we're never going to find never you. Find each other. Right? Nope. Wow, that's a scary story. Well, it's a cautionary tale for parents. Hey, listen, it's been a ton of fun filling in for Charlie Day. I hope you guys had, had a, a great holiday. If you had it off, always great working with you, Brandon, and of course, Stacy who does a fantastic job. Yes. And uh, Charlie will be back tomorrow. Don't forget that uh, Trump thing tomorrow night in the upstate is going to be on the Laura Ingram show. So if you can't go in person, please uh, be sure and watch it and see what's happening. It's going to be fascinating. All right, guys. Hope you have a great holiday. You can follow me on all the socials, Heidi Harris Show, and I will see you guys soon. You guys all take care. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.